Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. Going to continue reading the law book. But first, a new entry was added just yesterday or maybe today called Dingapeel. Dingapeels, also known as plantarians, are a race of banana people. Yes, banana people that inhabit the strange neville realm of Zarthamor. These tall tubular beings look like walking and talking bananas because that's precisely what they are. Despite their somewhat comical appearance, Dingapeels are fierce and skilled warriors who maintain a thriving, autonomous settlement on Zarfanor's harsh and wild Bantakaru Steppe at the edge of the Dakasong Desert. Ooh, cool names, cool names. Dingapeels, like many of the factions that inhabit Zarfanor, are commonly distrustful of outsiders, though not generally hostile. In battle, Dingapeel warriors favour two-handed pikes, or heavy spears, though they also wield maces and hammers. As one might expect, they abhor bladed weapons and swords, and will refuse to employ them, given the slicing nature of such instruments. If you were a Dingapeel, you'd understand. Dingapeels are sworn enemies of the Dingacreeps, a faction of nomadic bipedal insects that prowl Zarthavor's barren midlands. Hmm. I'm guessing when we get to Zarthamor, that little conflict is going to become something we're going to find ourselves involved in. Whether we want to or not. Hopefully we can we can sort out some sort of peace, or if not peace, then at least a cold war. Because a cold war is better than a hot war. Okay. Back. 
Alright, now back to where we where we left off last time. So last time we finished all the K's with and now on to L, Lake Ebrek. This sprawling lake, nestled in amongst the forested hills in the remote we northeast corner of the kingdom, is said to be home to an elusive ancient and elusive serpent known in various legends as the Beast of Ebrek. The town of Ebmark, famous for its fishing trade, sits on the southern shore of the lake, Lake Ironwain. It is from the fathomless depths of this immense, frigid lake that the wither-twinned, Tyson's most important waterway flows, despite the deadly chill that pervades the lake's deep, dark waters. Many species of fish thrive here, and the towns and villages along its shores have long enjoyed prosperity, brought by the seemingly endless bounty. Many legends tell of a large island that once rose out of the icy waters of the lake. All accounts, however, say... However... Well, all accounts say, however, that during a great calamity more than an age ago, the island, upon which stood the grand fortress of a powerful sorcerer, sunk into Ironwain's frigid depths. Leaf Spider feared throughout the ages, particularly in the southern reaches of Swift, where they were most common. The deadly Leaf Spider has long been a fixture in the myth and folklore of various regions. These small, grain and green arachnids, typically no bigger than a thumbnail, resemble the waxy leaf of a plant when viewed from above. Despite its rather innocuous name, the leaf spider is among the most venomous spiders found anywhere in Swift. The bite of a leaf spider, or is never felt, is said to cause the victim a few moments of haziness, after which there will be no symptoms for several months. Okay, now that just seems like a really bad, bad sort of poison to have if you're, you know, trying to hunt something. You gotta wait six months before you can eat it! Hmm. Maybe it has a different effect on on their usual prey. Six to eight months after being bitten, which was suddenly what is experienced, what is referred to as last day shivers. During these shivers, the victim will feel unusually cold and will shudder for several minutes. Sudden paralysis of the respiratory muscles and secretion death by asphyxiation comes, comes a few hours after the end of the first and only shivering episode. There is no known cure, magical or otherwise, for the condition caused by the deadly bite of a leaf spider. Fortunately, it is believed by many that some time over the last century, the leaf spider as a species, died out. But, considering the amount of trouble that Zoop gets into, 
You can't be quite so sure of that. Leafy Prowler. The Leafy Prowler is a large, black-shelled beetle commonly, fa commonly found in woodland settings. Leaves and other forest debris stick to its slime-coated shell, providing the insect with excellent camouflage and earning the creature its name. Legend of the Ice Troll According to this ancient legend, a fearsome troll-like creature able to control the elements and turn the living, the living into beings of ice is said to exist in a cave hidden somewhere high in the Fedorin range. The legend also tells us of a band of Fadenese pirates who escaped from their lawful captors in a blizzard while crossing the perilous pass on the shoulder of the lofty peak centuries ago. It's said that the murderous pirates sought west refuge from the raging storm in a cave near the top of the pass. Though it would prove to be a decision they would forever regret. In the dark, icy passages of the cave, the pirates are said to have come face to face with the ice troll. Those brigands who weren't killed out twice by the mighty beast were turned into beings of ice and doomed to forever guard the lair of their new and savage master. According to the legend, the ice troll is immortal, and still dwells in the cave, guarded by an entire legion of beings. He is turned into living ice. And now that is someone we have met up with quite a lot on our quest for the ice shield. Legendary blood wounds. Countless ages ago, on a world long since swallowed up by the vile, unrelenting chaos that reigns in the deepest regions of the Neverness, a vast arsenal of powerful weapons and mighty armour was created. These items, each blessed with seven magical markings sacred to that forgotten realm, were given only to the elite amongst its warriors so that he could employ them against the howling horde that incessantly assailed the gates of their beloved world. The seven markings, known as the blood wounds, were infused with the very life essence of the many ancestors of those brave warriors. The blood wounds bestowed upon the items they adorned a vast array of special powers, making those who wielded the wound-marked weapon or outfitted themselves in the wound-marked armour, fearsome combatants. Now, many thousands of years after they were first crafted and forged in that forgotten realm, deep in the unending neverall darkness, some of the items marked with blood wounds have found their way into the world of Swift, where, unsurprisingly, Tally's found quite a few of them, because he finds everything, because he's been everywhere and done everything. <laughs> Lesser Shadow These strange beings appear as vaguely human, opaque black silhouettes. 
Their origin and purpose is unknown. Lich. These undead mages are almost always skeletal in appearance. In life there are powerful spellcasters. And in death their magic has lost none of its potency. They are among the most feared of the undead. Lich Lord. Lich Lord. These undead mages are almost always skeletal in appearance. In life they were powerful spellcasters. In death their magic has lost none of its potency. They are among the most feared of the undead. Hmm. Pretty much it's the same entry again. Oh well. Living Dragon Hearts. A rare and powerful artifact. A living dragon heart is among the most valuable treasure an adventurer could ever hope to possess. Procured from the chest of a slain dragon, usually an elder dust dragon. The hearts are infused with powerful magic that will sustain them till they have served their purpose. A dragon heart preserved in this manner will continue to beat the spirit of the dragon to who it be- to which it belonged will remain within the living heart. A few mighty sorcerers and a handful of fortunate adventurers have discovered that living dragon hearts can be utilised to improve their mastery of both skills and powers. Alright, Lock Blades. Long thought to have been lost to the ages, the three fabled Lock Blades were recently discovered in the submerged ruins of Aldevarian tomb, just off the southern shore of Golden Crown Isle in Barrow Lock. The three Lock Blades, Terror, Wisdom and Honour, are as mysterious as they are powerful. Sages have long argued over the origin of these legendary swords, with many among the learned convinced they are not of this world. The most widely accepted legend involving the three blades states that there were once three shrines, each on a different island in Barrowlock, Golden Crown Iron, Iron Crown Iron and Silver Crown Iron, in which the swords were kept as objects of worship. Before the shrines fell into ruin, the the three blades were removed and hidden somewhere within the frigid depths of the lock. The recent recovery of the three swords lends at least some credulence to the legends. Lord Delgroff one of the most renowned and respected mages in all the North Broadlands. The tale of the latter days of Lord Delgroff and Ted Tyser is one of tragedy. Accused by members of the Grey Circle of engaging in the art of necromancy and using it with ill intent, the shamed mage fled from his persecutors and is said to have hidden hid in the mountains of western Tulsa. It's believed it was in those mountains that Delgroff, once the overlord of Trithic, came into possession of a powerful weapon 
with which he plotted revenge against those who had cast him out of his position in power. Such revenge never came to fruition, and it is widely believed the evil nature of the item he came to possess slowly took control of his mind. Many are the tales of a mad, wandering, bearded man in the foothills beneath Tysa's lofty western peaks, who, by any estimation, Dogroth has likely been dead for nearly 400 years. Lord Tarkold, the cruel, some would say maniacal, Lord Tarkold ruled over the southwestern portion of Tulsa as the, a vassal of the king nearly 500 years ago. His reign over the people of southwest Tulsa was a tyrannical one, and the list of his wicked deeds is indeed a long one. When he died, it said his supporters, supporters as cruel as that master, buried him in a secret tomb so his remains would never be disturbed. Well, they were disturbed anyway by Zoop. And now he's got at least some of the justice he was going he deserved. Not all the justice, but some. Some. And he's not going to cause any more problems. Log the Slaver Although not alone in the barbaric and inhumane trade, Log is certainly the most feared of his slaver elk. Standing at just over six and a half feet tall, he weighs nearly 400 pounds. Although that doesn't put it put him in what would be considered great physical shape. Law possesses a strength that men normally attribute to beasts of the wild. In fact, it has long been rumoured that Log once broke the neck of a forest troll with his bare hands when he lost his patience while disciplining the beast. Log long operated along the wild, lawless northern Wysolian coast and transported his, his unfortunate unfor human plunder to be sold at the slaver's market in caste. Slavery itself has long been outlawed across the entirety of the Broadlands, save in the land of Haldragon. But, ruling, but such rulings mean little to the like of law especially in places as dangerous and lawless as the northern coast of Wildsell. Lorg was finally defeated in battle against a combined regiment of Tyson border raiders, rangers and Wysorian knights. He managed to flee the battlefield and evaded capture. It is rumoured that he, that he now operated from a hidden stronghold in the Ferundian Mountains on the eastern Tysian border. Lorg is a fierce combatant who will usually make his underlings do most of his dirty work. When he is called upon to fight, he employs a large warhammer with deadly results. Lorg, yep, yeah, and he's, no, he's not a problem anymore. We wet met him on the river. And he and he's super dead.
Loragar, the Snake of Charna. The exploits of Loragar, a master thief better known to most as the Snake of Charna, are legendary. Despite the grand wealth he acquired during a life of thievery, Loragar seemed to have had second thoughts about his chosen career and has, for the past decade, abandoned his dark trade for the life of a farmer in northwest Tulsa. Many of he stole, and he maintains that he only ever stole from those who had more than needed. He has since returned, albeit secretly, to their rightful owners. Loragar speaks in a distinctive, refined voice, and is said to possess the uncanny ability to charm and win over even those most sceptical of his motives. At least, if given the chance. And he has done so. He's, he's, he's won me over. Okay. Luinsa. The vast and lust farmland surrounding the city of Luenza makes it one of the largest centres for agriculture in, in the North Broadlands. Luesu is home to a large harvest festival each year that attracts people from many corners of Philadon and beyond. Lunuek. Though many, many consider the Lunuek a brotherhood of mages versed in all manner of telepathy and psionics to be little more than a myth, there are those who contend they are indeed real and are danger to anyone willing who wittingly or unwittingly crosses paths with them. Some who believe the Luwak exist also believe they operate as the enforcement and interrogation sect of the Grey Circle. Others believe they ply their sinister craft in the employ of a greater, more mysterious master. Or maybe both. <laughs> Lucarain. The slightly built and dour-faced Lucarain is a trusted advisor to Thakir, a commander who oversees the forces gathered at Sangar Keep. He's believed to possess potent powers of perception. Luakan has recently begun working as a liaison between some of the commanders beneath Thakir and Thane Mazabak. Alright. Lagrawoot. The small black root of lager plant is the only known cure for frost heart. Loric Thrombrek. Loric Thrombrek, the great grandson of Brogmar Thrombrek, is the current protector of Dragonwrath. Unpopular with much of the town's populace and some of his own family, Due to what is perceived to be his cold persona, the middle-aged Loric manages to maintain a firm grip on the power and influence he wields as both Dragonwrath's protector and overseer of the Blackgate Mine. Some have even suggested that Loric is at the heart of a well-concealed underbelly that thrives out of sight in Dragonwrath. Can't not sure about that. Maybe, maybe not. Lagora of Wellmist. 
the famed adventure Ligora of Wellmist, no more commonly as simply Ligora, was slain nearly twenty years ago when she and her small, ba- her small band of fellow treasure seekers were ambushed by goblins at the Ephorodian foothills after having successfully looted a dragon's abandoned lair. Originally hailing from the village of Wellmist where her father, it was a local smithy and captain of the settlement's small militia, taught her to wield a sword not, a, not long after she could lift one. Lagoa quickly made a name for herself throughout Tulsa. After witnessing the aftermath of a goblin raid on the nearby village of Holtzwith, Lagoa dedicated her life to ridding the wilds of its most savage and dangerous elements, in particular goblins and ogres. By all accounts, Lagoa is said to have slain over a thousand goblins during her storied career, spent roaming the North Broadlands in search of adventure, fame and fortune. A statue of Ligara, which depicts the intrepid adventure, holding up the decapitated head of a goblin, now stands in the centre of Wellmist. Alright, on to M. Magical Brand. Much like traditional brand, magical brands are enchanted insignia emblazoned upon objects and living creatures that serve to provide its host with the benefits of the magic with which the emblem is imbued. Many magical brands are are two-dimensional, unicolour markings. Some, however, appear as raised emblems and are sometimes composed of strange and unique materials. Ice brands, for example, are composed of magical ice and appear slightly raised on the surface of whatever it is they have come to adorn. The ice that comprises an ice brand never melts. Fire brands, as another example, are composed of magical fire that often continues to flicker and burn, the surface of whatever bears the brand. The fire that heart makes up a firebrand will never harm the object or creature to, with it, to which it's affixed. There are countless other forms of magical brands, each with their own unique properties. Magyar Hawthorne, now residing in, in Arkel, Arkelwald, where he operates a mercenary outfit known, loosely no, known as Hall's Blade. The famed monster slayer Alga Hawthorne is a figure whose legendary exploits aren't without a fair share of controversy. Many accuse Malgor and his mercenaries of providing their strong armed services to any client able to afford them. Such critics will, will point out that Hall's Blades has been known to frequently associate and do business with people and groups of, of less than desirable reputations. Despite such criticism, the broad-shouldered and bow-chested Maragar and his, and his rugged band of swords for hire draw a good standing among the citizenry of Arkelard who benefit from their presence in many ways. Maragir is known to have had a falling out with his one-time adventuring companion, 
Zurin of Battlegrounds fame. In fact, it's rumoured Zurin has banished Malga from the Battlegrounds, threatening with death should he dare set foot on Iron Crown Isle. Mm. Wonder what happened. Marauder Lizard. This grey and green striped lizard is often found in wetland areas. The Marauder Lizard is both carnivorous and aggressively territorial. It is not a good mix should you meet up with one in the wild. These savage creatures have been known to have been tamed by cave goblins and used as instruments of war and intimidation. Marked Troll Marked Troll is the name given to a troll, usually a forest troll, that bears a white diamond-shaped marking on either its scalp or forehead. The origin of these strange and distinct markings is not known, though many have speculated they are rooted in dark sorcery. It's commonly believed that the marking grants a troll exceptional strength, speed and longevity. Trolls marked in this manner are reported to have risen more than once after having been slain, much to the profound dismay of those who find themselves engaged in battle with them. Thankfully, marked trolls seem to be quite rare. Market of Horns Long thought by many mainlanders of northern Swift to be one of the le- many legends surrounding the Isle of Cast. Kaist. Leg- tales told in recent years by a few bold travellers seem to suggest the Market of Horns does indeed exist. Supposedly, the market is open randomly and only for a short duration. It gets its name because it was founded as a place for poachers to sold their illegally obtained horn-tail horns. By all accounts, the market is a grim affair, presided over by the brigands and cutthroats that run most of the illicit traffic to and from the island. It's rumoured the market is a haven for sales con- containing pirate booty and other stolen goods. There have been rumours of prominent Swithian mages travelling to the market in secrecy to attain illegal or hard-to-find pieces of magical equipment. Perhaps the most disturbing of all the nefarious business concocting the market of horns is the trade involving humans. Of all the stories surrounding the market, the ones concerning the buying selling of slaves of the most chilling. Master Lich These undead mages are almost always skeletal in appearance. In life they were powerful spellcasters. In death their magic has lost none of its potency. They are among the most feared of the undead. Okay, that's the same thing three times. Uh, I guess he intended to differ them, but you can get around to it. Right, Merzek. Merzek is a legendary knight and warrior. Those magical sword is said to have had the ability to slay demons. Merzek was the first leader 
the Brotherhood of Tetosianites, known as the Order of the Protector. The legend of Merzek tells of three magical gems that gave his sword unearthly power. Before he died, Merzek is said to have removed the gems from his sword to ensure its power could never be used for evil. Though he scattered, although he scattered gems across the realms, he supposedly left clues to their secret locations behind. The most famous of these supposed clues is the well-known Rhyme of Merzek. Less three eyes to sparkle bright, a rusted blade to be. Seek the three beyond all sight, set sleeping spirit free. A path of honour, a test of faith, a trial looms for thee. Go forth a hero, vice we born. Let set sleeping spirit free. Merkspool. Merkspool is a growing wither port, though located just south of where the wither twin roars out of the frigid depths of Lake Ironway. Equally as seedy as its southern counterpart, Trithic. A, a fair amount of river trackers began opting to dock in Mergspool on its way south instead of Trithic, thus fostering a rivalry between the two river ports. Mergspool is home to Gutlag's trading post. Mergspool is controlled by powerful and rivalous merchant influences each seeking to profit from the bursting commerce that the Witherboard has attracted in recent years. A federation of the growing city's larger merchants, known as the Wither Guild. With its great power in Mugsborough, the Wither Guild oversees and profits from nearly all of the commerce that passes along Wither Twinned as it snakes its way past the city. Mistwaves long believed to be myths, or to disappear into the shadows of a previous age, it is now thought that the powerful and mysterious entities written about in countless tales and legends as miswaifs still stalk the gloomy depths, depths of Fogbore Forest. The origin and nature of the miswaifs have never been established, who some believe these horrific undead beings are tortured souls yet living, lingering in the world of the living. Other accounts suggest that misgrace, having no true form of their own, take over the minds and bodies of their chosen victims, unnaturally prolonging the life of their host while slowly consuming them. Misgrace are said to appear in the form of white fog grey mist that will rapidly assume the shape of other beings. Right. And then Moonshore Crossroads. The Moonshore Crossroads is a junction of several major roads that lead to the various parts of the Kingdom of Tulsa. The famous Moonshore Inn and Tavern, after which which the crossroads have been conveniently named, has stood at this spot 
for generations. Moonwolf, the infamous, almost legendary figure known as Moonwolf, has been a fixture in the kingdom of Tysa for many years. He and his band of outlaws, consisting of skilled warriors and woodsmen, have been a constant thorn in the sides of, of the forces of law and order since their inception nearly 30 years ago. Moonwolf, the only name by which he is known, considered himself to be a gallant, heroic figure who has often come to the aid of those in dire need over the years. One of the more legendary exploits of he and his band of followers involves saving the town of Dwythren from the clutches of the evil sorcerer Yikin and his horde of bandits. Many, however, particularly those responsible for keeping law and order, who see Moonwolf and his group as nothing more than an opportunistic band of brigands. It is true that to outfit their company, and indeed to sustain themselves, Moonwolf and his men have often resorted to procuring material goods and wealth, using means quite outside the law. Over the past several years, Moonwolf and his band have slipped into the shadows, and have and have been rarely seen about their usual remote haunts. Rumours that Moonwolf himself had taken ill, and even died, have yet to be substantiated. Well, looks like he's not dead at least. Well, that or someone else took his place in his name. I mean, it could have happened. I don't know what he looks like. Mordragon. The Lost Kingdom. Mordragon is the fabled Lost Kingdom said to lie in ruin somewhere beneath the frozen wastes of Arkandar. According to legend, Mordragon was a sprawling walled city in the centre of which stood five soaring towers, their stone faces inlaid with raven bone. Adventurers exploring the surface of Arkandor have discovered ancient ruins in various places, which some believe may be connected to the lost kingdom of Mordragan. Tallies, proprietor of the famous trading post that bears his name, claims to own several artefacts long ago taken from the ruins of Mordragan, though he's reluctant to reveal them. Wild speculation about the existence of a existence of a witch net network of Ravenbone mines within Mordragon have long fueled the dangerous and ultimately fruitless search for the lost city. Will it continue to be fruitless? Perhaps not. All right. Mount Kawagan, the snow-capped giant known as Mount Kawagan, is one of the highest peaks in the Arspun range. Near the summit of this grand mountain stands the long-abandoned fortress of Fort Ironwind. Where we've been? Mount Maltar, the tallest peak in 
in northern Swift. It's the towering Mount Mailtar. The mountain is the tallest of the three lofty peaks on the arm of Mailtar Spurn of the Funduin Range. The mountain was named after the ancient king of the fire giants, Mailtar, whom the god Swifak is said to have slain during a war in the cosmos just before the creation of time. Ooh, creation myth. A long-standing legend has it, there, has it, there is a maze somewhere in the heart of Mount Mailtar that anyone able to find it and successfully transverse the many perils it contains will just discover Mailtar's tomb and the untold witches it contains. Mount Mail. This towering peak is the westernmost of of the three giant mountains that make up the arm of Maeltar in the Thoduin range. Mount Maith. This towering peak is the easternmost of the three giant mountains that make up the arm of Maeltar on the Thoduin range. Mountain Giant. These notoriously cruel natured giants are normally found high in some mountain lair in the most remote corners of the wild. From time to time they will roam out of these lairs. To plunder and destroy. How nice. Mountain. Mountain Goblin. These are among the toughest of all goblin breeds. These savage, barbaric goblins. Despise not only humans but all other goblin types as well. Muckbore. Oh, that's an expanded info is not currently available for this entry. Oh, well. Mudhark. Mudhark. The vile litany of murderous deeds ascribed to the infamous goblin outlaw known as Mudhart is indeed long. For the better part of a decade, the savage mountain border that has terrorised settlements along the east goblin has terrorised settlements along the eastern Taishin border. Several attempts to hunt down the goblin, who notoriously escaped after having been captured by a band of border rangers, have ended in failure. It is said that Mudhart possesses a strange ability to manipulate the emotions of those in proximity to him, which have led some to believe that it is how the goblin has evaded justice for so long. Mudbrag Dawnsimmer, better known by his adopted moniker, the Tackerback Tracker, Mudbrag Dawnsimmer has earned a reputation as a daring adventure huntsman and perhaps most significantly, Tackerback Slayer. While his past is not readily known, there are many that speculate about Murbrag's involvement with several powerful criminal elements in and around the city of Trithic. Murbrag is said to have developed a kinship with ogres 
and chooses to spare their species' fierce temper and the deadly stroke of his enchanted axe. From time to time, Mudbrag is spotted in the company of one or more of his regular adventuring companions. Merc. The Merc is the name that the residents of Stormfield have given to the large swamp that borders the town. Many legends surround the quagmire, but none more famous than that of the Merc men. The rumour that an ancient temple hidden in the heart of the swamp is filled with valuable treasures have enticed many to enter the swamp over the years, although they all either abandoned their searches or simply never returned from the tangled, maze-like mire. Yep, okay, next up is Merc Men. Over the years, many residents of the town of Stormfield have reported seeing strange humanoid creatures in and about the edge. The nearby swamp known as the Merc. According to all accounts, these Merc Men appear to be vaguely human in shape, but are made entirely from mud and murk. A few locals have even said they were attacked and chased by these horrific creatures. The Merkmen, as these creatures have come to be called, one of the main reasons there are few who dare venture into the swamp. The other being it's really gross and sticky and muddy and, and sweaty and it's filled with bitey insects and you'll never get the stains out of your clothes. That's the other reason. But then, then the Merkmen. Musk snake. The musk snake is a somewhat common, common to woodland areas of northern Swift. This large brown snake can grow to be over 20 feet long and kills its prey by squeezing it to death. Musk snakes have fangs, but are not venomous. Musk snakes are not aggressive by nature. These snakes get their name from the musky odour that animates from their bodies. Okay, on to N. Nyaldor, Realm of the Warlord. The Realm of Nyaldor, long ago part of the Kingdom of Tulsa, became separated from its mother country during the War of the Scepter. Scepter has for over 200 years maintained its independence. Nyaldor is completely surrounded on all sides by towering mountains and indeed one of the only ways to move in and out of the country is through a series of large tunnels that delve deep, delve beneath the mountains. These tunnels were built long ago before man had yet set foot on Swithian soil. So by who? Hmm. Well, well, that's just another one of those mysteries. Yaldor has long had a reputation as a warlike state, perhaps due to the ferocity with which it once strived to gain 
and then maintain its independence from Telsa. The Kingdom of Telsa has long since given up any hope of ever reclaiming Yaldor, and has instead worked diligently to improve relations with its neighbour. The leaders of Njaldor are selected by its military, tooted, touted to be among the best trained warriors in all of Swift, and are called Grand Protectors. The current Grand Protector of Njaldor is a man named Megrun. Recently, Megrun and his forces have been struggling to control a forest troll population in the mountains that has grown at an alarming rate. The people of Naldar are inherently distrustful and outsiders, and have all sworn undying allegiance to their Grand Protector, vowing to defend their freedom at all costs. The capital, and only major city in Naldor, is Bosk, Naranok. For time uncounted, the island has been home to two large and savage tribes, of t- trolls and goblins, the Tutalag, the Kutlag, and the Naranok, respectively. The names of these two fearsome clans, both of ancient Ardavari origin, were given to them by the Tyson soldiers who engaged them when Sargod was first conquered 500 years ago. Kutalag translates to Heart of Wage, while Narawak most readily translates to Bloodseer. The Kutalag trolls and Narawak goblins had inhabited the Ar the and had been at war with one another since before the mighty cities of Tausa were even standing. The rival of human invaders, however, brought the two tribes into uneasy into an uneasy but necessary alliance as they strove to push back the tide of humanity that threatened to overrun and forever change the savage shores of Sangard, the only home they had ever known. Okay, Nevenus. Magic on the world of Swift comes in the form of Neveror energy, a war, unpredictable force, great power, power that seeps into the realm of man from a place known as the Nevenus. The Nevenus is a dark, shadow-filled, surreal realm, existing on another plane of existence from Swift, another dimension entirely. It is from this mysterious and boundless dimension of eternal night that magic flows. Its power interweaving into the fabric of the world of Swift, driving its destiny at the same time, poisoning its soul. There are tales of mages who have opened gates between the world of Swift and the Nevenus, but such endeavours have, os- have often ended in great folly. Passage between the two worlds is forbidden almost universally by governments and mages alike. However, the temptation for spellcasters to visit and perhaps learn more about the source of their power is often too much to resist. 
mages have returned to the malevolence. Reported it is, it is, that it is a realm of infinite fire, shadow and fire, a land of nightmares, ruled by demon kings and wicked gods. Others have said they found it to be a realm of strange, but the benevolent reality. I guess they ended up in different places. To all, there's all sorts. All sorts in the Netherness. In fact, an infinite variety of sorts. Every conceivable sort there could be is somewhere in the Netherness. Alright. One more. Night Whisperers. This fearsome brotherhood of thieves is thought to exist in many towns and cities across the North Broadlands. Long been known in the city of Ravenliff in the kingdom of Wildsile. To the east, Telsa, is the, is the original base of operations for this vile organisation. The name Night Whisperers comes from the long-standing tradition where the guild's, guild's assassins whisper into the ears of their victims, either just before killing them or while they lie dying. The Night Whisperers is a highly secretive organisation. No member of the Brotherhood ever communicates or even knows anything about any higher station within the guild. At the highest stations within the guild, face-to-face meetings are rare, and in most cases forbidden. Members of this elite tier communicate through a series of complex codes, sometimes written and sometimes less obvious. These codes and messages are left, where their intended recipient will discover them, or they are delivered by a liaison who knows nothing about the business being discussed. At one time, the organisation employed a band of highly skilled woodsmen and warriors known as the Black Guard. The Black Guard were considered the true muscle of the guild and often called upon to combat the Brotherhood's enemies. Jerry Gowloff, now better known by his moniker, the Troll Hunter, was once the leader the Blackguard. The Night Whispers is a powerful and feared organisation. Few are willing to speak openly against the group, lest they should suffer a grim reprisal for their insolence. Okay, that's that's enough for today. Next time we'll be continuing and we'll be reading about the North Broadlands. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about.
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.